Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Born December 7th in California, our next guest is a retired lieutenant in the Tulsa, Oklahoma Police Department who, over the course of his nearly 25-year career, worked as a gang unit supervisor, eventually becoming a reality television sensation as part of the ratings juggernaut that was A&E's Live PD. He has his own podcast, Cocktails and Cocktails, and now he's back every Friday and Saturday night on the Reels Network with the shows, on Patrol First Shift, and the number one most watched show on cable, on Patrol Live. Please welcome, longtime friend of the show, Sean Sticks Larkin. What are you doing? Where have you been? No, you got married, didn't you, you crazy bastard? I, I did. Well, if you want me to be factual what I'm doing, I'm... I'm sitting in my underwear in my apartment in New York right now, so I had a good night out. But I am up <laughs> and happy, as always, to talk to you, buddy. You, I, I didn't realize that you were living it, and I guess they're shooting it in New York, aren't they? They're, that's where they're doing all the patrol live stuff? <clears throat> yeah, that is. Our, our studio's out here. Um, so I actually, you know, uh, travel back and forth and just making things easier this run around. I actually got an apartment and not doing the hotel life, so it's a little bit nicer. Uh, doing things that way. I love New York City. It's my favorite place to go visit in the United States, without a doubt, man. Always something to do, always some music, always some trouble to get into. That is, you hit it spot on, you know. And yeah. listen, I, I know there's a lot of talk, you know, start breaking down politics and, you know, they're highlighting the crime and stuff like that out here. But as much as I've been out here since 2017, uh, there is a change. Um, you know, I've spoken with some of the NYPD cops out here, uh, even just last weekend, I, I, I chatted with a couple and, these four guys, man, they've kind of got their hands tied sure. about, you know, what they're allowed to enforce. And, you know, these smaller crimes, people are taking advantage of it. And I feel for the, the residents, the business owners, and the cops out here, it's pretty tough. But it, it still is an amazing city for sure. Dude, some of the great, over the years, New York City cop stuff I've seen that literally, we're, we're on Mulberry Street down around Little Italy. And there's a yeah. tool bag in his car. It's a super crowded day. Uh, tons of people are out there, and he's he's standing on it, and he's roasting his tires, and you could see these cops are walking up, and and the guys looking him in the eye, doing it right, and all yeah. of a sudden yep. the whole crowd's watching, and you just see this New York City cop reach through the window and yank him completely out of the car in one movement, and he hits the pavement so hard the crowd broke out into applause. Applause. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those type of things are well behind policing. I can tell you that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes, that's exactly what you should have done to that tool bag. 
I watched some, yep. some poor bastard climb a light pole in Times Square, raising hell, flipping everyone off, stopping traffic, getting fire trucks, ambulances, cops, and, and you get to see the NYPD like, yeah, you know, I don't know if you thought this through, but you can't stay up there forever. <laughs> so we'll see you when you come on down. We'll get you at some point. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. And, it's, and th- those yeah. guys do have a hard, all cops have a hard uh, get together. Uh, but the one thing I will say about New York, and, and because you are so good at understanding people, sticks like the social structure and how you know to me poverty is what brings crime. It, it's 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 always specifically to that. And uh, in terms of because when there's when people don't have money or they're they're doing drugs, they run out of money. They don't have enough money for drugs. It's just it's a it's a cycle that brings crime, uh, and that's where people go bad. One of the things, yeah, that, you know, and it. Sorry, go ahead. Go I ahead. was going to say one of the things I think that keeps New York better than it in other cities is it doesn't have uh, uh, neighborhoods where it's all have and have not specifically. That because of rent control, a plumber lives next to a billionaire in the exact same uh-huh. building. And a hundred percent. Yeah, and all these different nationalities and religions. You just grow if you live in New York, you are going to have the sights, the smells, the sounds of every place in the world on your city block, and you just kind of learn to accept humans. Yeah, that's it. You know, unless you live in some very, very small exclusive areas, you know, what they call the Upper East Side or something right, like that right. up there past Central Park. But I mean, if you're living in the, you know, the, the the main part of the city, you hit it spot on. You know, you hop on a subway, you're going to have the guy that is a short order cook at, you know, some little small yep. uh, restaurant or someone that works in a bodega sitting right next to a guy in a, you know, $12,000 suit. Yeah. And yeah. everybody is around each other and you just have to learn how to to move amongst one another and get along fine. And, you know, luckily, honestly, for the most part, everybody does, but it is, uh, it is one heck of a city. My parents came out here for their very first time uh, a week ago and, you know, they're, they're, it was, it was an eye opener for them. They travel around the world. And my mom said, this is the first American city she's ever been in that she felt like she was in a foreign country. So no, it, it, to me, that's what makes it so exciting. I I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, uh, so if you just went on the show, we're talking with our friend Sticks, Sean Larkin, who, when we met him, uh, how many years in Tulsa police and the gang de- and the gang uh, patrol? Man, I, I, I had just under 25 years on the police department when I retired in May of last year, and uh, I had been in our gang unit for like 13 years or something like that, so a long time. So you, you know how people... Uh, Think of police officers. It it, it became so oh, yeah. so in vogue uh, for the news to point out bad cops, and, and it does, of course, make it seem like all cops have this vicious streak through them, and it's simply not true. Uh, like a radio show or a doctor or uh, a clerk at a convenience store, you'll have the wonderful ones, the smart ones, the guys just doing their job, people who are incredible, and then every once in a while you run across somebody and you go, man, I don't know why you hate your job, but don't take it out on me. And yep. this TV show, as we've said before, it shows real life what cops go through. They have a family. They have a wife. They they want to be in love. They want to be safe. And they do it for far too little money. Far too little money. All my cop friends all had second jobs. And it pissed me off. Sure. And it still pisses me off that they would have to do that. Yep. You know, yeah, you know, that's the thing. That's what On Patrol Live is. Uh, you know, it gives the people the the comfort of sitting at home and basically doing a ride-along with eight different police departments across the country. And you know, we try to partner up with police departments uh, for diversity. We want to show what policing is in a rural area. We want to show what it's like, you know, in a metropolitan area. Guys that are dealing with a gang problem compared to, I'll uh, use Nye County, Nevada. I mean, that's just right. barren desert for the most part. And you get to see what the law enforcement out there does. And that's what's nice. You know, even for me as a cop, and, and I kind of comment on it, 
what I like about that is I get to see how different the job is for, for men and women, um, you know, in law enforcement across the country, because they come across things in some of these agencies that, you know, I, I mean, we down in Florida, they've had to deal with an, you know, an alligator at somebody's house. Well, right, I can right. tell you what, Tulsa, Oklahoma, I've never been called out for a, a, an alligator, you know? <laughs> so yeah. just some things like that, that are interesting. And, you know, as you mentioned, I was with the gang unit. I love the, the action side of the job. I like the cops that deal with the violent crime. Um, and right now, one of the agencies we have is Toledo, Ohio, and we're rolling with their gang unit there. And man, watching those guys work together, it, it, those guys could have jumped right into my squad and vice versa. And I think it would have been a seamless transition just watching them work and how they interact with guys. I love it. Well, and, and I, I always want to see the, uh, the moments of humor. Cause you know, when we were riding the ambulance, when I was doing that before radio, you know, it was down in, in KCK off 18th and central, which is not the greatest neighborhood. And it's not the worst, but it's, it's, you run across things and to blow off the steam of what your job really is, which is trying to help and save. And you're in a pretty risky situation. You find the humor in stuff and you share it with people and people on the outside don't always understand why that's how you lose the steam. That's why that's how you keep from going crazy. Sure. Yeah. And, and listen, just uh, like you said, if you're whether you're riding in an ambulance or, or you're a police officer, um, even a fireman to some extent, mm-hmm. you know, every call that you go to, it, it, you're not getting called because Johnny came home with straight A's, you know, uh, you know, it's, you don't get called to people's houses for that. You're, you're going out and dealing with tough stuff. And, um, you know, I mean, and, and so you kind of develop almost a warped sense of humor on how to deal with everything that you're dealing with. Cause you do, you know, if you, if you get caught up mentally on the, the sad or disturbing parts of these jobs, it'll, it'll get you. And just like you said, a few mo- moments ago, we're human. Yeah. And these things affect us and you just kind of develop, you know, just like soldiers in war, you know, yes. they come up with ways to, to deal with things. And sure, at some point you you have to deal with it. Um, everybody's different. There's things that bother others that don't, you know, the next guy. But, uh, you know, there, there is a lot of counseling now for law enforcement that even when I came on the police department in 1997, we didn't have. So the job is recognized. Hey, we do. We deal with a lot of bad stuff. You know, yes, we laugh alive it off, but it, we 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 have to face it at some point. Oftentimes, listen, yeah, that's that's and that what's the old thing about firemen when they're they're running into what everybody's running out of. Yep, yep, for sure, and, and absolutely. And cops are the same way, and and uh, you know, my theory has always been: police officers like, oh, here's what we do: we 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 make it incredibly hard to become a cop, and then you pay cops accordingly. And you get the best of the best, and you don't turn them, don't make them become uh, always a social worker, like train them to be oh, as yeah. good as you can and test them into it. And if you can't hold up and you can't hold the the line and, and be a great human as well, then you can't have the job. But we got to stop. Yeah. We got to stop just mass producing and not paying people to be great. Right. Well, and that's where we're at with a tough thing. And I'll hit two things here is, uh, you know, the profession, because of what the scrutiny it's been under over the last couple of years, we have lost a lot of people to yeah. retirement, you know, myself as one of them. We, but what's scary is we're losing people that aren't even retirement eligible and they just don't want to do the job anymore because of that. So they're leaving, finding other professions, you know, when these cops that have under 15 years on, um, and, and we're having a difficult time filling positions right now across the country. I mean, almost every agency is, is struggling with numbers Yeah. and you know, it, it, it's, but going back to you talking about not, not having us be a social worker. Uh, I was at the funeral of a police officer two years ago and the, the police chief was speaking and he hit it right on the head and he went on for, you know, a good, 30 seconds to a minute, but he's like, you know, 
police officers are expected to know the law as good as a lawyer and a judge does. We're, you know, people have this expectation that we, we have the medical training that a doctor does now. Right. Um, right. You know, we've got to be a family counselor. We've got a, you know, a mental health professional. They think we've got, you know, this PhD in, in, you know, psychology that we can deal with people. And people, the public just has this unfair expectation that a police officer can do every one of those things perfect every time. And, they, and we, we just can't. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just impossible. Nobody can. And, and by the way, you have to wear a bulletproof vest because people are trying to shoot you and you just want to get yeah, home yeah. to your wife and your kids. And then after you're done with your shift, hey, you might have to have another job because they're, they're still waiting to see if they can get a new budget or vote you to have a few extra bucks. So I get it, man. I, I just I think that there's, yeah. you know, th- but the story when I always want to come back to, especially when we talk to you, Sean, on, on Patrol Live is. It's that look into humanizing and understanding that police officers, A, they're the most important thing in this, in this society, and, and, and B, they're human, and they're real people, man, and they really do mean their best, and, and you, they're not just a, a robot out there just you know, demolishing your civil rights. It's, it is, it's a real human being who really got into this because they want to help. Yeah, and that's it. You know, and we're fortunate that we get to roll around with a lot of the same officers, you know, maybe not necessarily week to week, but you'll see the same you know, faces pop up. So the viewers at home kind of get to, you know, find somebody they, they attach themselves to that they have an understanding of or that they really enjoy or vice versa. They, you know, there's officers that they, they think, man, this guy's, uh, you know, he's kind of a jerk. He's, I'm not a big fan of right, him. Right. Um, but just like you said, they're human. Everybody's different. Nobody is a robot. They've all different things that's going on in their personal life, different ways that they've been raised, different police academies and, and so forth. And, you know, for me, again, just on the educational side, I like that the viewer from home gets to kind of see or hear an explanation, whether it's from us in studio or one of the officers themselves out in the field dealing with something. They just It just helps people kind of understand why officers do the things they do. You know, why did they, I mean, why did they have to tase this guy when he, you know, was just standing there? Well, there's a whole list of things that have to go on to get to that point. And then it kind of gives people just an understanding. And I think it's eye-opening for a lot of people. And there's another, there's another element that I would t- I'd just be a liar if I didn't admit that I think we sit and watch television and we're like, listen, why have they not tased this a-hole yet? Listen, this guy's begging for this yet. And then when it finally happens, you're like, thank God you lit that guy up. Like, it yep. is, sometimes it just is genuinely funny the way life works. And you see the bad guy finally get what he had coming to him. And it's it does make me laugh. And you see a guy try to rob a convenience store and the other guy's already pointing the gun at him. He's like, oh, what are you thinking? Here? Yep. And the guy's like, oh, no, I'm not from around here. <laughs> like, what? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, I, I want to say, I think that happened maybe down in Florida or something like that. Guy walks in with a, with a shotgun and he, you know, from Chicago, well, he walks through the door and the Florida guy sees him on the camera walking up. And I think he had an AR 15, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and he's got it pointed at him. And he's like, Hey man, this is, you're, you're, you're not in Chicago, buddy. you're down here in Florida. And we, uh, we carry guns too. Yeah. So, and the best, he had a yeah. nice Benelli, if I remember. And I'd have been like, by the way, is that a Benelli? Leave that on yep. the counter. I'm going to yep. go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and hold yeah, on to that. Yeah, that, that is a nice shotgun. I will say the old Remington 870, man, that they give us too. That's a pretty good, you know, pretty good shotgun. So oh, I bought a ridiculous Keltec KSG that'll hold uh, four, 42 one inch mini shells in it. You know, those Keltecs, they look good, man. They're, they're you know, they look good, but I, I've come across a bunch of them that are, uh, they're not, you know, listen, hey, uh, I'm not going to war. Fire a projectile. No, you don't want to go to war. Yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah, want to go to war. I'm not going to war with so. it. Make no mistake, I bought that purely on looks. 
Oh yeah, they're, they're say that's they've made it. They've been a successful company just based off of looks alone. They're in, put it this way, Johnny. They're in about every rap video. You know, some sure. some guys holding a Keltec so because oh. they look cool. You tell me like those, and they're good guns though. That Springfield Armory Hellion. But you look at it, yep. and it gives people who don't care for guns uh, diarrhea. They just go, "Why? Why would you need this?" Because it, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just sometimes yeah. I've, I I would lie to you if I told you I didn't sometimes buy a gun purely based on looks. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, we deal with everything else in life, you know. Why not a gun as well? Well, it's why we buy motorcycles, right? Listen, I ride a Harley, which That's I would it. I wouldn't tell you is probably the most technologically advanced motorcycle. But yeah, for sure, I sure do love it. Yep, absolutely. Hey, I just bought a, uh, a 65 Lincoln Continental, so oh. it's strictly off of looks, you know. It's not for what's under the hood. It's, you know, anything like that, but just a cool-looking car. Where are you keeping it? You're in New York. No, well, I'm just here on the weekend. Okay. So I've got, you know, regular – I get the best of both lives. I get to kind of live out live out here, do the city thing for two, two and a half, three days, go back home and drive myself and actually have grass to walk on So yeah. the rest of the week. So well, you get probably, a little bit of both. Will you, you won't be, will you be there over Thanksgiving or no? Uh, I am actually just had that conversation with my wife today. I, we're going to do Thanksgiving at home in the early part of the day and maybe fly out that evening or first thing Friday morning because we are working Friday and Saturday. So doing the show. All right. Well, listen, I'll be there that weekend. Uh, we spend every uh, Thanksgiving. We get there Wednesday, leave Sunday, uh, go to the parade, hang out with friends in Brooklyn, yeah. hang out friends in the city, and, and uh, we'll catch up for sure. I'll buy it. Hit me up. I'm, I'll be here, buddy. All right. Listen, good to talk to you, man. The great Sean Sticks Larkin. Don't forget, guys. Watch the show. The pre-show, Patrol First, first shift at 7 o'clock. Uh, and the all-new Patrol Live Friday, Saturdays, 8 o'clock, man. It's uh, a congratulations on all the success with everything, man. I'm so glad to see you back on. Thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure talking to you guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.